Thank you, team, for leading us in worship this morning and singing as a part of our worship. Gracias al equipo por dirigirnos en ese tiempo de canciones de música. We just made promises about training and teaching our children the truth of God's word, the scriptures, the message of Jesus, and we want to put that into action right now by sending out our boys and girls to our children in worship time where we have uh, teachers and helpers that care for them and also share that message with them to help them to understand what it's all about and how much Jesus loves each one of the little children. Uh, so, boys and girls, we send you out with a blessing. Queremos enviar a los niños al tiempo de niños en adoración para que aprendan de la palabra de Dios. The rest of us are also called to be children of God through faith in Christ. And so, I want to invite you to have a Bible ready in some form or fashion. We do have... Uh, paperback Bibles in the back. In fact, if you don't have a Bible, take one. Take it home with you and have one. We want you to be in the Scriptures. We want you to read God's Word. As you're getting your Bibles ready, I just want to highlight a couple things. Quiero subrayar un par de cosas mientras preparen sus Biblias. First of all, yesterday we had eight of us from Sunrise Community Church out at the villa for just a, just a beautiful time. The weather was perfect, and we were able to just to till the soil in that community, to meet a few people, and to be the presence of Christ along with Faith Fighters Church. We're going back again. We will be back in the villa in the next month or so. So stay tuned. If you wanted to go and didn't get a chance to, we will have other opportunities. But I want to especially thank those who were a part of that yesterday. Quiero agradecer a los que ayudaron con lo que fue el evento en la villa al este de Tulare. So this morning we're going to begin with a text, a scripture that I think is familiar to some of you. It comes from the very end of the gospel according to Matthew. That's the first book in the New Testament, the second part of the Bible, Matthew chapter 28. And we're going to read verses 16 through 20. Vamos a leer de Mateo 28, versículos 16 al 20. On the screen, we've got a page number there that's keyed to those Bibles in the back if you're looking for Matthew 28, 16. We'll give you a moment to get there. I'm going to read this in... English first, and then we'll read it in Spanish as we go forward. Voy a comenzar leyendo en inglés, después en español. This is the good news of our Lord Jesus. Son las buenas noticias del Señor Jesús. And this is God's word, his holy word for us. Es la palabra de Dios para nosotros. So let's listen and pay attention to what it says. Prestemos atención a lo que dice. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Los once discípulos fueron a Galilea, a la montaña que Jesús les había indicado. Cuando lo vieron, lo adoraron, pero algunos dudaban. Jesús se acercó entonces a ellos y les dijo, Se me ha dado toda autoridad en el cielo y en la tierra, por tanto vayan y hagan discípulos de todas las naciones, bautizándolos en el nombre del Padre y del Hijo y del Espíritu Santo, enseñándoles a obedecer todo lo que les he mandado a ustedes y les aseguro que estaré con ustedes siempre hasta el fin del mundo. So her name was Mary Mallon. Se llamaba Mary Mallon. 
Mary Mallon was a woman of Irish descent who immigrated to America at the beginning of the 20th century, a little over 100 years ago. Fue una mujer irlandesa que emigró a Estados Unidos hace 100 años. In 1900, Mary Mallon got a job working as a cook for a wealthy family. En 1900 agarró trabajo como cocinera de una familia rica. In fact, over the years, Mary worked as a cook uh, for about eight families uh, in her career. Trabajó uh, por ocho familias en su carrera. In fact, uh, for a time, she was also a cook at, at a hospital. Era cocinera de un hospital. But there was a problem. You see, wherever Mary went, even though she was in great health, the people around her got sick. A donde quiera que iba, aunque gozaba de buena salud, la gente se enfermaba. I mean, we're talking really sick. And it took a while for doctors to kind of figure out what was going on. Los doctores tuvieron que investigar esto. And what they finally determined was that although she was healthy, Mary Mallon was an asymptomatic carrier of the Salmonella tiffy bacteria. Ella era portadora asintomática de la bacteria Salmonella tiffy. And during her lifetime, Mary Mallon, it is believed, infected about 122 people. Contagió unos 122 personas. And of those 122 people, it's believed that at least five of those people died as a result of their contact with Mary. Por lo menos cinco de ellas murieron. Now, the Salmonella tiffy bacteria causes what is known as typhoid fever. Es la causa de la fiebre tifoidea. And so, Mary Mallon, in history, earned the famous name Typhoid Mary. Right? You've heard of that. Ella se llamaba María Tifoidea. And I share you the story of Mary because, in a way, Jesus' great plan for advancing his kingdom, Jesus' great plan for, for expressing his rule and his way in the world and for all eternity, it involves you and me, in a way, becoming like Typhoid Mary, except in a positive way. Uh, para avanzar el reino de Dios, debemos ser como María Tifoidea, pero de forma positiva. And I want to look at that a little bit with you today as we go to Matthew chapter 28. Here in verse 16, we learn that the 11 disciples are are at this mountain in Galilee. This is the region where Jesus spent much of his earthly ministry. Los once discípulos están en un monte de Galilea donde Jesús tenía su ministerio and they meet up with the risen Lord Jesus. He's risen from the dead. Se encuentran con el Señor Jesús resucitado. And in that meeting, verse 17 says that they uh, do what I think I would do if I saw the risen Lord Jesus in front of me. They fall at their feet. They worship him. Lo adoraron. But it says some doubted. Dice que algunos dudaban. Now the way you read this could also be taken to mean that all of them were doubting in some way. Es posible que todos dudaran. Now, I don't think they were doubting Jesus, neither do Bible scholars. What would have they been doubting? Well, they were doubting the future. They were doubting what was going to happen next. Estaban dudando no de Jesús, sino de su futuro. And so that's where Jesus here lays out for them the plan. 
Here's the plan. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18. Jesús les presenta el plan. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Se me ha dado toda autoridad, dice Jesús, en el cielo en la tierra. Por tanto, vayan y hagan discípulos de todas las naciones, bautizándolos en el nombre del Padre, del Hijo y del Espíritu Santo, enseñándoles a obedecer todo lo que les he mandado a ustedes, y les aseguro que estaré con ustedes siempre hasta el fin del mundo. Now, Bible scholars are quick to point out that actually in this passage there are four, and I would say there are five alls in this passage. Five forms of the word all that you can find. Hay cinco formas de la palabra todo aquí. First of all, Jesus says, all authority has been given to me. Se me ha dado toda autoridad. I'm in complete control. I'm the risen Lord of all. Estoy en control. And therefore, I want you to go and make disciples of all the nations, all the ethne or the ethnic groups, que hagan discípulos de todas las naciones, todos los grupos étnicos. And how do you do that? I want you to baptize them into all that God is in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, the whole package, bautizándolos en todo lo que es Dios, Padre, Hijo, Espíritu Santo. And I want you to teach them all that I've commanded you, every single thing, enseñándoles todo lo que les he mandado a ustedes. And if you will do that, I'll promise to be with you all the time. Literally, it says all the days, always, to the end of the world. Estaré con ustedes siempre, todos los días, todo el tiempo hasta el fin del mundo. Now, at the heart of this set of instructions, there's a single verb, a single action word, and that word is make disciples hacer discípulos está el centro that's the main kind of the center of it all and make disciples that word means uh, to, to make learners or to make followers es hacer aprendices o seguidores and Jesus is, is saying here I want you to, to go and help people to, to pursue me to follow me to love me, to worship me, to, to pattern their lives after me. Quiero que las personas me sigan, amen, adoren y, y que vivan según mi patrón. How? ¿Cómo? Well, he says, first of all, you are to go. It is as you go that this will happen. Mientras vayan. Now the word go here, right next to make disciples, in the original language, it's a part of grammar called a participle. Okay, uh, la palabra vayan es un participio, una parte de la gramática. What does that mean? Well, participle refers to an action that is ongoing, an action that is continual, an action that never stops. Se refiere a una acción continua que nunca para. And so in a sense, what this is saying is as you are going, while you are going, since you are going, whenever you are going, wherever you are, I want you to be about influencing the people around you to follow me, that you would be contagiously spreading to them what it means to get connected to and go with me so that they will go in the same direction that you're going, which is the direction that I'm going. 
Mientras vayan yo quiero que contagien las personas para que siguen, me sigan a mí en la misma dirección. Baptizing. Guess what? That's a participle as well. Bautizando también es un participio. And so again, it's, it's not just referring to a, a single ceremony of baptism. Yes, it includes that. No se trata solo de una ceremonia de bautismo. It's referring to an ongoing, continual process of immersing people into God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, getting them soaked, saturated with all of God. Se trata de un proceso de saturar a las personas, inmersar a las personas en todo lo que es Dios. Teaching. Guess what? Another participle. Enseñando es otro participio. And so what that's referring to is not just, hey, let's get them into a three-week class or a six-week class or a six-month class about Jesus and then we're done. No se trate una clase de tres o seis semanas o seis meses y ya. No, it's about an ongoing, continual process of training, modeling, showing people what it is like to obey and follow and live for Jesus. Es un proceso continuo de lo que es seguir. A Jesús. So what we're talking about here we need to understand is not simply as we often think getting people to pray a quick prayer and then boom you're a Christian. It includes that. That's important. Please don't hear me saying that's not important. It's important to make a commitment to Christ. No se trata solo de una oración de compromiso a Cristo. But that's not all of it. It's not just talking about Getting someone to get into a church building on Sunday morning and then splattering water on them. And okay, they're done. That's all it, That's all there is to it. That's important. We just took part in that, didn't we, with Cameron and her family. That's a very important thing. No se trata solo de salpicar a las personas con agua un domingo en la mañana, aunque eso es importante. But it's more. It's not just, oh, let's get you through that membership class or that orientation class and then... Okay, we're done. You, you got it. No, that's good. It's good to be in a class. Good to be in a Bible study. No se trata solo de llevar una clase ya. It's more. It's more. And what we're talking about here is really about a way of life, a lifestyle of pursuing and honoring Jesus wherever we go. Es un estilo de vida honrar a Jesús donde quiera que vayamos. All times, all places. It's all of life. That's what Jesus desires. Jesus desires that for you and for me, that wherever we go, whatever we're doing, however we are, we are being infectious in our faith and we are being contagious in helping others to develop a lifestyle of worshiping and obeying Jesus even as we're trying to do that. Se trata de ser contagiosos con un estilo de vida de obedecer y honrar y adorar a Jesús. So when we think about making disciples, it's not just evangelism. No es solo evangelismo. It, Includes that, but it's more. Now you say, what's evangelism? ¿Qué es evangelismo? Well, evangelism literally just means announcing the good news. That's evangelism. Evangelismo es anunciar las buenas noticias. 
Evangelism is announcing, and it's a huge part of our, our mission, announcing the good news of who Jesus is, what he taught, his death, his resurrection, his Holy Spirit that he's given to us, his promise to return, and how important that is. Es declarar que Jesús ha muerto, resucitado, ha enviado su Espíritu Santo, ha de venir otra vez. And that's good. Evangelism is a part of disciple making. But unfortunately, I think what we've done is we've kind of equated the two, and then we've said, ooh, evangelism, that's scary. What comes to mind when you hear the word evangelism? or discipleship, que les viene a la mente, uh, or rather evangelism or evangelist, when you hear evangelism or evangelist, que piensa cuando escuchan evangelismo o evangelista? My guess is that it might be a negative connotation. There's some baggage that's often attached to that, right? Es una connotación negativa. There's an author and speaker who is just a wonderful evangelist. Her name is Becky Pippert. She's written some books. Hay una autora, Becky Pippert, que ha escrito libros, and she talks to groups, and she once asked, or she actually does this, uh, you know, along the way, she says to her audiences, what words come to mind when you hear the word evangelism or evangelist? Esa autora pregunta a su audiencia, ¿qué palabras vienen a la mente a escuchar evangelista o evangelismo? And the people say things like, pushy being rude, intrusive, don't listen. They have their own agenda. Ellos dicen, pues son, son gente, es gente que son metiches, son intrusivos, que manipuladores, son, son agresivas. Then she'll ask the same group of people, describe the person who most influenced you to become a Christian, to follow Jesus. Escriban las personas que más te influyeron a seguir a Jesús. And people will say something very different, like they were kind, loving. They listened to my questions. Escuchaban mis preguntas, eran bondadosos conmigo. Um, they, they were welcoming. They were available to me. They were not judgmental of me. No me juzgaban, estaban disponibles, me, eran acogedores. Isn't that interesting? Here's the ironic truth. Aquí la verdad irónica. Real evangelists are not like used car salesmen. Okay, los verdaderos evangelistas no son como vendedores de carros usados. Real evangelists are just ordinary people who are somehow infecting other ordinary people with Jesus. They're loving and kind in a way that is contagious. Son personas que infectan o contagian las personas con Jesús de forma bondadosa y buena. They're followers of Jesus who just who exude who ooze infectious faith wherever they go, whatever they're doing. Son personas que exudan, resuman una fe contagiosa donde quiera que vayan. That's what an evangelist is. That's what evangelism is. And it's also what disciple making is. And that's what Jesus is calling us to do. I want to just check out a couple of scriptures with you. Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 2. Segunda Corintios 4 2. The early church leader Paul is talking. 
Pablo habla, and he says this. He says, we have renounced secret and shameful ways. We do not use deception, nor do we distort the word of God. We're not going to be like used car salesmen. On the contrary, by setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. Hemos renunciado a todo lo vergonzoso que se hace a escondidas. No actuamos con engaño ni torcemos la palabra de Dios. Al contrario, mediante la clara exposición de la verdad, nos recomendamos a toda conciencia humana en la presencia de Dios. We're not about trying to manipulate or push. We're about giving ourselves over and sharing simply what Jesus has done. Estamos compartiendo sencillamente lo que ha hecho Jesús. The same leader, Paul, is talking also in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 8. Primera de Thessalonicenses 2.8. Listen to what he says here. He says, we cared for you because we loved you so much. We were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. Because we cared for you. Por el cariño que les tenemos, nos deleitamos en compartir con ustedes no solo el evangelio de Dios, sino también nuestra vida. So, what we get from this is that making disciples is not about pushing an agenda. Making disciples is about caring for people so much that we are delighted not only to share the message of Jesus, but to share our very lives with people out of love and to be a presence in their lives wherever we go, whatever we're doing, we are contagious with Jesus. We're not asymptomatic carriers, we are symptomatic carriers of Jesus. Se trata de compartir a Jesús donde quiera que vayamos por amor a las personas. So what we're talking about here are, are ordinary people who are then uh, transmitting the symptoms of Jesus to other ordinary people. Son personas ordinarias que transmitan las síntomas de Jesús a otros. And so beginning today, Uh, Pastor Greg, Pastor Martin, and I, through the next couple of months this summer, we want to begin a series of messages that we're simply entitling Infectious Faith. Queremos compartir una serie de mensajes, una fe contagiosas. And so over the next few weeks, what we're going to be looking at through the scriptures are how we can begin to, you know, identify some opportunities in our everyday lives to simply, wherever we are, wherever we're going, to influence people to just draw a little bit closer to Jesus because that's what we're talking about. Se trata a donde quiera que vayamos influenciar a las personas para que se acerquen a Jesús. So through God's word, we want to have an understanding of what infectious faith is all about. And infectious faith is being so filled up with Jesus filled up with his truth, filled up with his spirit, filled up with his love, that it, it comes spilling out of us, that we are overflowing with Jesus in a contagious and positive way. 
queremos estar tan llenos de Jesús que sobreabundamos con su presencia, su espíritu, su amor de forma positiva. So, again, we got to, I think, readjust our thinking. It's not just about getting people to cross a line. It's not just about getting people to pray a quick prayer. It's not even about inviting people to come to church. Now, don't hear me say, I don't want you to invite people to church. I'm not saying that. It's just that it's way more than that. Jesus didn't say, go into the world and invite people to church. Jesús no dijo, vayan y invitan las personas a la iglesia. He said, go and make disciples. So it's not about trying to get people to come to us. It is about us going to them wherever we are, whatever we're doing. Es que vayamos a ellos, no a que vengan a nosotros tanto. And so in that definition, you can be making disciples every single second of your life. It's your whole life. Not just, oh, we're in a building near here on Sunday morning, we're making disciples. Or on Wednesday night, we're making disciples. No, it's all through the week. Estamos haciendo discípulos no solo en este edificio, sino en toda la semana. So, so you, under that definition, you can make disciples at home. You can make disciples at work. You can make disciples at school. You can make disciples in the store. You can make disciples in the street. Pueden hacer discípulos en casa, en el trabajo, en la escuela, en la calle, en la tienda. You can make disciples of believers or unbelievers. Why? Because we all need to get closer to Jesus. Es hacer discípulos, es acercar a todos a Jesús, creyentes o no. You can make disciples of your children. You can make disciples of your spouse. You can make disciples of your friends. You can make disciples of your coworkers, young people, old people, babies. Discipleship is already starting here. It's what these parents are doing every single day when they pray at the dinner table, when they read a Bible story at night, when they just show the love and compassion of Jesus to their child, children. That's making disciples, you see? It's all of life. Es toda la vida. Why can we do that? How can we do that? Jesus says, I'm with you all the time. I'm with you all the time. Estoy con ustedes siempre. And so I'm excited about what this will bring for all of us. Hopefully a change of mentality, but then a change of habits of how we can understand our lives and, and what we're doing from day to day. I want to invite us to pray that this week we can infect people with Jesus. Wherever we go, whatever we're doing, and that we would make disciples by being contagious with his presence, his love. Vamos a orar para que infectemos a las personas con Jesús a donde quiera que vayamos esta semana. So let's pray together, shall we? Vamos a orar. Lord Jesus, this is a powerful invitation that you give us. And more than an invitation, it is a plan for living. It is a plan for following you. That as we follow, as we go in the way you point to us, we get to invite other people along the journey. In a world that wants to infect us and affect us with division and hatred and garbage in the media and movies and negative messaging and twisted truths. 
that become lies. We want to be contagious. We want to be the ones that are infecting and affecting our world, not because we're pushing something, but because we are your witnesses. We just are light in the darkness. That's what you've said. Queremos, Señor, no fomentar una agenda, sino simplemente queremos ser testigos. Luz en la oscuridad. This week, God, I pray we can look at every single interaction we have with people through the lens and through the question, am I influencing this person to get closer to the Lord or not? Am I drawing closer to Jesus or not? Que podamos hacer la pregunta, ¿estoy influyendo en esta persona para que se acerque más a Jesús? Me estoy acercando a mí mismo a Jesús. And we know that for that to happen, we need your presence. And you've promised your presence. Thank you, Jesus, that you are with us always. Gracias, Señor, que estás con nosotros siempre. Help us to remember that and to live in that truth. Que vivamos según esa verdad. It's in your holy and precious name that we pray. All God's people say, Amen.